HD Wow October season five. That's right. Five, four, three, two, one, go, Dave. Hey everyone, you have somehow found HT Wow High Tea with Old Waver October 2021. This is the 51st episode. The last episode was the 50th, and it was really important, and it was a really landmark episode. So this one is obviously not going to be as good, but we encourage you to still listen because we put a lot of effort into it, and it would really mean a lot to our parents. Cool. I would also like to take this opportunity to tell you about a couple of very important things. One is that we have a vinyl sponsor. Woo. Not like a not like vinyl siding, but like vinyl records. Mm-hmm. Positivespin.com, positive with a Z. If you go on there, you can uh, peruse their library of uh, all first pressing uh, brand spanking new vinyl. Uh, they have current titles, uh, library titles, anything that you could think of. And they also have a great giveaway every month. They give away the HTL album of the month and, uh, stay tuned to find out what that album is this month. Uh, but all you got to do is go to positivespin.com and click on the banner at the top and enter an email address. And you could win a brand new vinyl copy of the album that we curated for you. You. We want you guys to build the coolest record collection in the world of vinyl that we select for you. Hugh. For Hugh. The other thing that I want to throw out there um, is if you want to tell other people about this pod, whether by word of mouth or by a review on Apple Podcasts, please do. Uh, If you have other bros and chicks that like tunes and brews, uh, then send them a link to this pod or, uh, tag them in a tweet. Uh, you know, just let them know that we exist. Uh, but if you want to really cast a wide net and let all the people in the entire internet world know how much you love this pod, then go to Apple podcasts and look up HTWOW, find our channel and enter us a five-star review and write some words. And uh, if you take a screen grab and you email it to me, htwowpod at gmail.com and uh, write a real sob story about how much you love us and how it would uh, mean a great deal to your grandmother if you could give her an HTWOW scarf for Christmas, then uh, maybe I'll just, uh, I'll mail you one. I don't know. Or maybe if you... uh, Want a uh, an HTWOW uh, pint glass, or mm-hmm. you want an HTWOW hoodie? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tell me what you want, and then tell me why you deserve it, and I will be judge, jury, and executioner, and decide whether or not you deserve the swag that will come out of my pocket. It's power. It's power, but it's also my money. It's my money that I'm going to. Give to you via merchandise, mm-hmm. but only if you deserve it. Internet. Prove that you deserve it. Prove it. Prove it. Show me you love me. Eat your grandma. What? What? (laughs) 
What do you think a chili made of grandma would taste like? Um, you know, that really depends on the grandma. A little gamey? <laughs> depends on grandma. I mean... Yeah. That's my uh, awkward transition to chili bell talk. Okay. Say grandma's from Sicily. Right. Yeah, she's very well marbled. Better. Like a veal. Better tasting grandma. Yeah. other we drink beer together and we talk about stuff he's high tea toby pipes at toby pipes on twitter hi dave hello as he said my name is dave but for the purposes of this podcast i am old waver at old waver on twitter and we're gonna have some fun the weather has broken Fall is here. Football is in full swing. Pumpkins are everywhere. Pumpkin spices and everything. Hi, pumpkin. 
And we are listening to The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunny Men. It is our featured album of the month. You can win a copy. Now, originally, The Killing Moon appeared on Ocean Rain. Uh-huh. But we are going to give away a copy of Songs to Learn and Sing, the I compilation. That's a, that's a good move. Yeah. I mean, Ocean Rain is great. Great record. But Songs to Learn and Sing is superb. Unreal. And if you are new to Echo and the Bunny Men, it is absolutely the place to start. So if you would like to win a vinyl copy, brand new, in the sleeve, unopened, of songs to learn and sing, you can go to our vinyl sponsor, PositiveSpin.com, positive with a Z, and just look at the banner at the top that says HTWOW Album of the Month, click on it, give them an email address, and they will conduct a drawing. Once the next month's podcast is published, and one lucky listener will win a brand spanking new copy of that fabulous record. It's exciting. It is exciting. Thank you, Positive Spin. And also, thank you to our beer sponsor, who I did actually visit today. Yay! Good Friend Package. Now, Good Friend Package is at uh, 1155 PV Avenue in East Dallas. If you're ever in that neck of the woods, please go see them. And this is a very special for many reasons. Um, first off, it was weird because I didn't actually go to Good Friend Package. I went to Good Friend Beer Garden and Burger House. Oh. Because Good Friend Package is under renovation, or at least it was right now. By the time this pod is published, it will be brand spanking new, spick and span new and improved good friend package with an expanded coffee bar from cultivar coffee and uh, the same breakfast and lunch sandwiches that we all have grown to love so that will be coming soon but it was under construction today is that why you had the post thinking everybody and like all that um i noticed that this morning but i didn't know what that was about that's the other part oh okay so, Good Friend Package is like six or seven years old. Good Friend Beer Garden and Burger House is 10 years old. They just celebrated their 10 year wow. anniversary. That's amazing. Congrats. Yes. So, uh, definitely congrats to our friends at Good Friend. And I had to wait a little longer than originally anticipated because. Matt wanted to make sure that we had crowlers of the special 10-year anniversary brew. Did you say crowlers? Yes. What's the difference between a growler and a crowler? A growler is made of glass. A crowler is a can. Well, there you go. Did you know that before today? Yes, I did. Does everyone know that? And I'm the, I'm the only one that didn't know that. Well, I'm sure there are other people that are as dumb as you. Wow. Yeah, so... Uh, Josh and Matt at Good Friend partnered with their buddies at Cultivar, who do the coffee at uh, Good Friend Package, and also with Vector Brewing in Dallas to create this 10-year anniversary brew. 
Mm -hmm. And he texted me. D none of this really makes sense to me because I'm not a giant beer nerd like Matt is, even though Matt doesn't really drink anymore, <laughs> but he knows all about beer. So the, uh, the beer that we are drinking, it's a breakfast strong ale. It is 13%. It is called Bastard's Breakfast. God. And it was uh, made special for the 10 year anniversary. And so you can only get it on tap at Good Friend and uh, at Vector Brewing for a limited time. Uh, so, so yeah, there's no information on the can. No, yeah. Well, when they put them in the crowlers, the Vector guy asked uh, Matt, like, do I need to label these? And he's like, no, don't bother labeling them. I'll just text Dave. <laughs> I love it. So these are fresh. These are hot off the presses. Yeah, they they these were canned this morning. I love it. It just says beer on it. Uh huh. Yeah, I can't wait to take a picture of I it. No, it's for, really good for uh, the the website, the blog, beer, oldwaver.com, By the way, to look at all of our past episodes and stuff, and pictures of the beers. Beer. Um. So yeah. So this is a collab with Vector Brewing. So it is a uh as I said a breakfast strong ale. It's uh, an oat stout that has been aged in bourbon barrels and barley wine barrels. And then uh, they added Madagascar vanilla beans, something called fenugreek, which I don't even know what that is. I love fenugreek. Then they also added a bunch of Guatemalan coffee from Cultivar. Mm-hmm. And the result is... Breakfast, or sorry, Bastards Breakfast, and it's named after Bastards of Soul because Bastards of Soul were supposed to play the 10 year anniversary, but of course, if you are a fan of the Dallas music scene, you probably know that the lead singer of Bastards of Soul, Chadwick Murray, died suddenly and unexpectedly uh, last month, and so obviously they couldn't play. And so they wanted to do an homage to Chadwick and the Bastards. So that's why the, the anniversary brew is called Bastards Breakfast. That's good. That's, that's very decent of them. Yeah. And so uh, they bought everyone who came out to their anniversary party a pint of this. Uh, and it's still on tap until it runs out. And uh, he's, he was like, uh, it doesn't drink like a 13 percenter, and I'm going to have to agree with him. It is like one of those super dark motor oil stouts, but it's really, really smooth. It's nice. You can taste the coffee. Nike. Mm -hmm. um, did you say it was gluten-free, or did I just... Why did I think that? It's not. No, I think you got Fenu uh, Greek and gluten-free confused. I thought that that's what you sent me in... The or that's what you said when you called or texted was that they wanted you to wait to get this new gluten-free beer. No. I don't know what I I don't know what I said, but it wasn't that. <laughs> that's funny. That's what my brain did when I read it. I'm going to look at it and see. Let's see. Um Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is what you said. Matt has a special GF anniversary brew. Oh, you thought GF meant gluten-free gluten -free. instead of good friend. That's why um, I was like, huh, okay. Like, why is this so important to Dave? 
yeah, so fenugreek is a uh, plant, and the seeds and leaves are common ingredients in uh, Indian dishes. So oh. it's like a savory uh, type of spice. That's nice. Maybe I'll have some of that next week when I'm in Florida. Yeah, visiting uh, Manny's folks. Yeah. That's going to be some good cooking. Yes, we'll we'll talk a little bit about Manny later in the pod uh, because there's a special event uh, coming up in our friend group that uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about. Maybe a pre-sell so then we can uh, talk to you about it next month in the November pod. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I really like this and I'm really glad uh, that they made the special effort to can some crowlers for us. Uh, it's going to get us nice and tanked. Mm-hmm. And because there's coffee in it, it'll keep us awake for the after dark. Yeah, thanks for the cans. And uh, if you don't know what the after dark is, that is the drunken after party of this podcast that is subscription only for our patrons. So you can go to patreon.com and uh, search HTWOW, or you can go to oldwaver.com and click premium. And that's the last I'll say about that. Um, I mentioned we may have some new listeners because last month was our epic episode 50. And we had a special, special guest, Gordon Keith of Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket in Dallas. The uh, Marconi Award winning Yuck Monkey for the Dunham & Miller program. And... His presence alone will just shoot you off the charts. Yeah. I was going to give uh, a a quick update to everyone. Um, Ordinarily, because this is a monthly and not like a weekly Uh or or (laughs) semi-weekly, some content farmers just crank out the pods. We, We can only manage one a month. So... We don't really register too much on the uh, Apple Podcasts chart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, when you have the power of Gordon Keith behind you, you will shoot up the rankings. Uh, the September episode of HT Wow. Well, let, let me start with our our overall ranking. So, just HT Wow. Okay. Our channel on the strength of the September podcast featuring Gordon Keith, a superstar, a superstar. Uh, we peaked at number 19 hey. in, in the United States among music commentary podcasts. Love it. Love it. We broke the top 20. Yeah. Now, the best we ever did chart wise for our overall pod was 10. I have no idea when that was but it must have been a fantastic episode. It was great. I think I cried in that episode. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then the September episode itself, it peaked at number 10. Yes. It was the 10th most popular episode of music commentary pods on uh, Apple Podcasts for like two days, like wow. three days. There was a. I felt more famous last. I know week. the P1s really, really supported the pod for at least two and a half days. Man, you hid that from me all weekend. 
Well, I wanted you to be surprised and delighted I'm, by our amazing success. I've got a fuzzy feeling all over my body. Okay, so uh, as I said, this is a, a song swap and a beer swap, so we've taken care of the beer part. So let's get to the song part. Uh, I always go first. And last month when we had Gordon on, we let Gordon kind of uh, run the show, and he decided that he wanted to do a book report on XTC and Andy Partridge. Which was great because uh, it was kind of a blind spot in uh, my musical universe. And I think it was something that you and a lot of our listeners maybe hadn't uh, thought about or listened to in a long time. And so uh, I think that was good fun. But this month we are going to play new stuff. Now that can be, uh, I don't know, controversial. Maybe uh, some of you only want to hear us play old stuff. Uh, but some of you are progressive like us. Yeah, which is good. It's we, always good to go back and forth. I it's think. it's our pod, so we, we reserve the right to do what we want. And uh, if you want to uh, continue to listen to this and uh, push us back into the top 10 in the ratings, that's great. But if you think uh, all new stuff is crap, uh, then you know feel free to just close out your browser right now. And we'll see you next no, month. No, no. We don't need Gordon. We got this. We got this. Okay, so <laughs> I have something that is... Um, every once in a while, there's a band that comes along out of nowhere that captures the fancy, sometimes of just the music press, sometimes of the entire world. I feel like they are on an upward trajectory of taking over the entire world. But we'll see. The band is called Wet Leg. It's two girls. I think they are barely out of their teens. They are from the Isle of Wight over in England. And they only have two singles to their name. Okay. They have not put out a full-length record yet, although they are about to kick off their first tour. They're doing like three US dates in December. Wow. I don't know if I don't know if they're going to have more than two songs by then, but their second single just came out. I think we'll play the the first single on the After Dark. The first uh, single uh, was uh, called Chase Lounge, but the new single is called Wet Dream. And is I, that how you say Chase Lounge? Mm hmm. I don't know. What do you say? Do you say Chase? Chase Lounge? <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Is that the one we're playing later? We'll play it on the After Dark. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to that later. Okay. But I want to play the new one. Okay. It just came out, hot off the presses. It's called Wet Dream. And it's part of something that I uh, noticed because I kind of I put on my music detective hat this past week. Wow, what's it look like? Uh, it has uh, like the flaps on the side mm -hmm. and it's kind of a herringbone pattern. Like, looks, a, like a Sherlock Holmes Holmesy? hat. Yeah, yeah. That, those, are those like the... Well, there's two different... That's the English detective hat. Yes, and I had my spyglass and I was looking through all of the new releases mm -hmm. on my uh, Apple Music. In America, it's like the Columbo hat. Yeah, no, I'm I'm... 
totally old school Sherlock Holmes. You know, the kind of weathered where it looks like the, they the take fedora. it off and put it on all the time. Right, it's it. got the finger indents yeah, in it. Yeah, that hat. <laughs> it's a good hat. Yeah, so I did a deep dive. I listened to a ton of stuff. Usually when I listen to new stuff, I look for things that I've heard of before or I can be uh, lured in by some good album art or maybe a good band name. But if something looks dumb, mm -hmm. then I won't listen to it, usually. But, okay, so two uh, girls that are probably good looking just out of their teens called Wet Leg for some reason got your attention. I didn't even, I, they're not on the album art. I didn't know it was two girls that are just out of their teens. Thank you. <laughs> just just saying, something something caught your eye. What I am saying is that I listen to a ton of stuff. I really, really scraped the bottom of the barrel of new stuff, and I found a lot of good things. Way too much to play in the pod, so I'm going to have to do a lot of spillover on the After Dark. But this is the one, as I said, that I think they are poised to take over the world. And the thing that I noticed in listening to all this new stuff, and I guess we've kind of seen it, but there is a real 90s resurgence. Uh huh. There's a lot of stuff, guitar-based stuff, that sounds like stuff from the 90s, from stuff that you might hear at, uh, at Trees or Dada walking in Deep Ellum in 1992, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of like that, but it's also super quirky and weird, and I think they will become Toby's favorite band, and maybe yeah. yours. This is Wet Leg, kicking off October HTWOW. Here's Wet Dream.
That's a sexy song, bro. And <laughs> what do you think? I really like it. Man, the girl. This is going to be a girl heavy show. Yeah. What's. I mean, it seems like a lot of the new stuff that's whip ass is girls doing cool stuff. Yeah, so the first single, Chase Lounge, or Chase Lounge, <laughs> um, has been streamed three million times, and the video has been streamed a million times. So it totally blew up. Uh, Wet Dream. Yeah, the new one, Wet Dream. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many. Let me. You let want me, me to see some spins on Spotify? Yeah, let me uh, pull up the the video and tell you. Uh, they're almost to a half million views on the video in just a few weeks. They got about on this one about nine hundred thousand plays, about eight fifty. Yeah, so it's another hit on their hands. So uh, the two are. Named Ryan Teasdale and Hester Chambers. And uh, they're on Domino Records. And they found themselves at the summit of a Ferris wheel and decided to start a band. Yes. That's what it says, right? Uh-huh. I don't know why they decided to call themselves Wet Leg. And not, they have not... a thing for French disco, which we I think we started. Yes. They probably do listen to this pod. Mm-hmm. Because we're huge in the Isle of Wight. That is exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It, I guess they decided not to go with bloody pants and they went with wet, wet leg, leg instead. Yeah. Maybe you just name their next single. <laughs> Maybe when they listen to this, they'll be like, bloody pants. But Ryan Teasdale says I love that, it. that she uh, wrote Wet Dream after she got a, a text from an ex that said that he had a dream about her. Cool. When was the last time you had a wet dream? Dude. I couldn't even like you, remember like teenager? when must have been, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean when you're when your factory starts kicking up and working overtime, then I cannot remember a time or a place. Like, even if you are a uh, habitual grasturbator as a teen, mm -hmm. you can't keep up with the production. And your body needs to emit some things at nighttime just to clear the pipes, just to make sure that there's not a... Is that what, that's, is that what you tell yourself about that? Yeah, that it's it's physiological. It doesn't it's, sound scientific. It's physiological that your your balls are too full. No, that's what you used to tell your girlfriend <laughs> in high school all the time. That's none of that is right. That's what you said about blue balls, not about <laughs> wet dreams. Whatever. You know, I did. <laughs> I, um, I love that word. Balls. Balls. It's been a couple years, but I I did have. A, neck, a, a nocturnal emission What? As an adult Really? A couple years ago Man, good for you And it was Shocking I woke up And I Had to Assess the situation And 
determine, did that in fact just happen, what I think happened? Did you think someone came in and stabbed you in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> like they shivved me yeah. in the groin? Yeah. Uh, no. Were you on a, was this on a camping trip? <laughs> no, it was not on a camping trip. It was in my own bed. Uh, was yeah. there anyone there that you had to hide this from? No, I think it was... I think it might have been in, during a lonely time oh. when I didn't have anyone in my bed, and that's probably why. Maybe I had uh, been resting my forearm Good for God. a week or two. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you get tired of yourself. I like it, have never known it just, that feeling. Like you just don't do it for yourself anymore, and so you just have to take a break. Just change your hairstyle. Part it from the other side. See what happens. Maybe uh, shave a heart in it. Mm-hmm. Let's do something. Wear a nice shirt. Landing day. strip. Wear something nice. Yeah. You, you know, you know what the greatest love of all is, Dave? Self-love. Learning to love yourself. The greatest <laughs> love. I think I, w when people would say that to me when I was younger... That, uh, you know, it's impossible for someone to love you until you love yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I took that literally. Yeah. Learning to love yourself. It is not We were just talking with Craig the other day. You know, I'm wearing my, my Ted Lasso shirt. Mm -hmm. We were talking about uh, Nate's heel turn in season two. And his uh, identify I identify so much with Nate just because he's so beaten down and he has such a lack of self confidence and I love that his his way to center himself is to look into the mirror and spit at his reflection. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't spit at my reflection, but it, it, I do. I I will catch myself in the mirror and I will look at myself and I'll go, fuck you. Mm -hmm. That's what I did when I fell down at Craig's the other night when I left. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. Um, on the treacherous Craig stairs that, from what I hear, everyone falls down. But Yeah, it's a death trap. Not me. And I certainly did and went straight into the bathroom and was like, get a hold of yourself. What's wrong with you? Falling down at three in the morning like an insane maniac because you had seven bottles of wine. Get a grip, get a T. Get a grip. God. Instead of like being mad at myself for having 9,000 drinks, it was climb the stairs like a regular person. <laughs> you can do this. Yes, you can do this, idiot. Yeah, well, you uh, you were saved by the uh, great cold snap of 2021 because all of the shrubs in Craig's backyard I know. died and had to be pulled out of the beds. Otherwise, you would have been stabbed by a holly bush in the eye. I know, the spiky shrubs. Everything works out for T, even when he falls on the stairs. It was a nice land. It was very nice, cushy, cushy. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was a very slow fall. Let's be honest; it wasn't wasn't violent. Please uh, email us at htwowpod at gmail dot com with your wet dream stories, and Toby will 
read them on the next pod. Yeah, I'll read them them aloud while Dave is jumping trash cans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, speaking of of sex. (laughs) Yeah? How's it been going? Uh, I I mean, same per use. Mm -hmm. But um, did you hear them talking on, uh, speaking of Gordon Keith, our guest on the September pod, did you hear when they were talking about soaking? No. Do you know what soaking is? No, I've stopped after milking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So soaking is different from a milking table. Uh, soaking is evidently a practice amongst uh, Mormon teens. Okay. Because uh, Mormons have a very strict rule about uh, premarital sex. I think it's, everyone it's, it's has for, the rule. It's forbidden. Well, I mean, parents will tell their kids, like, you know, don't don't have sex. Mm-hmm. And if the kids are religious, then yes, they will hear from their pastor or their minister or whom or their rabbi or whomever don't have sex. And then they all still do. They all still do. But amongst Mormons, I guess that there is a, a a much greater fear of retribution okay. like they they do they do try to obey the rule but they try and find loopholes and workarounds it's more like a squid game thing like if you get caught they just kill you yes possibly i don't know now i only know that from people talking about it. i've never seen one thing but i i digress go ahead so soaking yes. is when you and your partner want to feel close, but you don't want to lose your virginity. Okay. So you will... It, it's it's basically the evolution of just the tip, right? It's already too difficult. This is taking... What is it? <laughs> what do you do? Well, it's the next step of just the tip. Instead of inserting just the tip, you insert the whole thing but then you don't move you just soak it is that not what everyone does what do you do well that the logic is is that it's the the motion it's the thrusting that makes it sex oh uh, but if you're just hanging out and talking mm-hmm. and you just your ween just happens to be in her pain then it's just uh, it's just you guys expressing your closeness, but it's not sex. You might as well be French kissing. Sure. French, ki- French kissing with your privates. That's what it is. So it's like it's it's like dipping the hot dog in the hot dog water. Yeah. And just leaving it yeah. in there. You don't have to give me a visual. Just letting I'm it just soak. I'm just looking behind me and you're, you're like... I'm, 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 You're pointing your finger downwards, I'm, I'm, like into the water. I'm pinching a hot dog and I'm dropping it into the hot hot dog water. Man, I can't play the next thing I'm gonna play after this discussion. And then the other thing is, if someone, if one of your friends busts into the room mm-hmm. and does like a cannonball onto the bed, yes, and the vibration of the bed causes you to maybe accidentally thrust a few times, that's called jump humping. 
You've just made that up. No, that's that's, a it, that's a, look it up. So go to Urban Dictionary and look up soaking and, and jump humping. I won't, I won't. That will not be on my search engine. <laughs> I just don't need bust to bust out your bust out your VPN. Jump humping. Anyway, is that what kangaroos do? Do they jump hump? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's take calls. Seven eight seven. H-T-Well. Oh, Dave. We need to talk about something else before I get to my next artist. We, we need this a spacer. Is not going to be appropriate. We need a spacer. Yes. Why? Because, no, because they're children? Don't even, no. Just don't. I, I will tell you this. Before I play. Let's just do it. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. But don't look her up until after. Yeah, it's fine. I won't. Um, I'm going to tell you the name. Because I know you don't. Do you know who... And I hope I'm saying this right. Do you know who Pilar Victoria is? No. Have you heard of this? Why'd you say it like that? Well, this is the one that you were telling me that uh, your buddy Pat. Yeah. Pat sent me sent this. this to you. While you were scouring the internet, people just send me stuff. Right. Pilar Victoria. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, people send me stuff all the time, Dave, because I'm a... You're, you're I'm a, a top 20, top 10 podcast talk show host yes and, and a rock star so you're that's on the side even. you're an influencer in many spheres and card says on it musical detective mm -hmm. so people send me stuff all the time uh most of the time i would say very small percentage i will like what they send we have a few um uh p1 readers that always send us great stuff yes uh on the twitter but um when your buddy that you, he knows everything I listen to. Well, you were, he was in your first band. Yeah, he was in the first, but he knows that, that I'm going to think this is a jam. So, but just seems like a very sweet person. So I'm thinking that that last conversation, hopefully if she listens to this because we played her song, uh, she'll skip over what we were all just talking about. Well, let me just... Um... Let's take a pause right here for just a definitive spacer between the previous conversation mm -hmm. and the conversation around this next artist. Chapter two. Next artist. Bing bong. Bing bong. Okay, all I will tell you is that um, I'm not going to tell you anything. Let's play. She has. I'm gonna. I'm picking between two songs. You can pick it because I like them both equally. So you're gonna give me the names, and I just have to go and off you, the names. And you just have to go off the name because they're both good names. Okay. The first one, and these are the two I like. The first one is "I Left a Party for You," and the second one is called "80s Movie." Ooh. It's tough, right? Both good. Whatever you don't pick, we will be playing later. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough. <sighs> Both are, are quirky and good. Uh, which one has the uh, the higher BPMs? Oh, the higher hits or the 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 quicker the dancier tune. The the yeah the faster tempo. That's I'd say they're probably both the same. They're both the same. Which mm. one has more hits? Okay, let's see. Because I really can't decide. 
Um, I'm kind of leaning towards I Left a Party for I You. I Left a Party for You has uh, a lot more hits, but I'm just thinking because she released that one a while back, and 80s movie is a newer one. But I say, let's no, do... No, 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 no. I, 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 because of the way that you said that... No, no, You no. want to play 80s movies. So. No, uh, no, I think, I think, let's do, let's do I Left a Party for You. Maybe this explains her better. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Pilar Victoria. In the most wholesome way mm-hmm. on HTL. Pleasant as a spring morn. Isn't that nice? As refreshing as a fall breeze. That was probably, I would say, all of her sounds in one. Mm-hmm. She gets a little bit more dancey. Some of them are just like her and a ukulele. Some of them are, you know what I mean. Right. Like, but there's a lot of good uh, instrumentation. I, she, I think she does all of it. How did Pat find this? I don't know how he found it, but she is from Houston. Okay. And she wrote that one when she was 12. And how old is she now? I think 14. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Like, how good is that? Uh, I mean, if I think back to what I was capable of doing when I was 14, not that. 
she I mean so something happened on some TikTok thing or you know how they use songs. Yeah. So she's been she's just has taken off. Like people just love her, but it's you know, you go to like her pages and stuff. There's not like she doesn't have like millions of followers or anything. It's not like well, that. Well, she will now. But it's <laughs> but it's just she's just you can just see this yeah, ramping steady up. Climb. It's like tune after tune just hundreds thousands of listeners. I think this one has like 700,000. Well, the fact that she is 14 or, or maybe 15 by now, mm-hmm. uh, I'll give her a pass on the indie girl voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that probably is just her natural singing voice because she's just so young. She is that young. The 80s movie one is not so... You can tell she's probably a year... It's probably a year later when she wrote it, and she's just getting older. Right. It's But it's awesome. Are you familiar with the, the Indie Girl Voice meme? No. Okay, I have it ready for you if you'd like. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. I look into my kitchen. We have bananas and avocado. <laughs> I look into... It's a, it's a dude. <laughs> Saying, welcome to my kitchen. <laughs> well, that makes sense. I get it. But when you actually are that young, there's really nothing you can do about your voice. So. But I think she's awesome. It starts off like Cocktoo Twinsy. It's cool. Yeah, especially the fact, I mean, because recording software is, is so good and so omnipresent now, mm-hmm. and you can get great equipment and set up your own little studio in your bedroom. It is easier for anyone who is creative to put stuff out there. Let me play just a snippet of the 80s movie. I'm not going to play the tune, but just the drum beat and the stuff at the beginning. You'll like it. Just a snippet. Snippet. See what I'm saying? It's cool, right? Yeah. Like uh, she it, it she kind of moves around. So it's uh It sounds like it's from a John Hughes movie. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, Pilar Victoria, check her out. I, like Houston, I, I loved it. I had no idea she was from Houston. That was the last thing I found. I was like, "Are you joking? That's awesome." Like I said earlier, Now granted, she is on a a different tip than kind of the 90s guitar rock yes uh shoegaze grunge whatever alt rock but it is great that there are so many young people that are mining that time period for inspiration and putting out so much cool stuff yeah and i'm guess i'm thinking it's got to be just because of what the age the parents are now Right? I guess so. Yeah, that they're they're they grew up listening to that stuff, and now people that were into that type of music, their kids are now teenagers. Mm-hmm. God, that's so sad, Dave. It is. We're gonna die soon. It's okay. Everyone's gonna die. All right. Um, have you finished your bastard breakfast? Why are we move? Yeah, let's move on. We're about to move on. Let's do it. Uh, well, I gotta slam this because I I need my glass. You, well, th- I, you, you, you want a clean at, glass? Do you want a clean glass? No, I'm going to use this one. But look look at how much I have left. Do you, th- you think I can slam that? Easily, without even a, without even a breath. <laughs> you can really glass. No, you can really glass. 
We've both been glassing full so long. There it is. What a coincidence glass. There it is. I love it. You did great. And in an HT Wow uh, pint glass that you can get at um, from your page. Yeah, you can shop our Zazzle store. Just go to oldwaver.com and click on merch and you can get a yeah, get overpriced you a, pint glass with yeah, our logo on it. Get you a hoodie and a pint glass. The winter's coming. It's true. Winter's okay. coming. I am uh, diving into the good friend cooler. I think we're going to go easy drinking. Good. He gave us a couple Ugh. choices. Both from... Oh, I'm sorry. I, did, I, I didn't slam it. Hold on. Oh. You ready? Yeah. Man, you totally just... Did I peg it? You pegged both mics. That's all right, though. They're RE20s. So, um, Matt set us up with uh, a couple of different brew, uh, brews from Tup's Brewery. Tup's, I believe, is in McKinney? Is yeah. this from Billy Tup's? No, that's Billy Tubbs. Tup's, sure? Tup's Brewery is from McKinney, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is National Standard Blonde Ale. We were just in McKinney, Texas. No, we were in Melissa, Texas. Well, Close. I had to stay. I stayed in McKinney, Texas, because oh, okay. there's no hotels in Melissa, Texas. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is a 5.2. So this will ease us down after the 13 percenter. Mm-hmm. I actually went to the grand opening of Tup's Brewery many years ago. In McKinney? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how or why I knew it was happening, uh, but my my lovely wife and the daughter went out there, checked it out. Man, that's a haul up there. Going all the way up 75 to yeah. points north. Dude. Yeah, I just wanted to keep on going to Durant, just gamble a little bit. We're already almost there. Man, my last Saturday was tough. It was fun. It was a combination of tons of fun and tons of stuff. There were sticks. Yeah, we need to talk about that later. Oh, we were we tabling that for later? But that was a drive. Well, man. we can, we can do it now. No, I don't care. We can switch it up. Let's do it now. Well, what do you want to? So uh, I I because okay, so we went to Melissa, which is. Uh, this is why we were in Melissa. Yes, we were. It was an hour, about an hour north of Dallas, um, and there's a uh, a old country estate out there where our friends Melissa, not Melissa. <laughs> God <laughs> bless, son of a thirteen percent. That'll sneak right up and bite. You. Our friends Heather and Doug got married. Mm-hmm. Now, which one of the? Um, well, I know which one because Heather is not from. Is this Doug's family place or something? No idea. I don't know how they picked that place. Because it's basically like they got all of us to drive all the. I mean, we all live. It, they well, wanted not we all, but you all live like one block from each other and decided. You know what? We should all drive 45 minutes that way and get married right. there. So there well, had think, to have been a reason. I, it, it basically was a destination wedding. No <laughs> doubt about <laughs> they, it. They wanted us to prove how much we loved them. Mm-hmm. So the complication of the evening was not only the fact that it was in Melissa, but it was also on the same night that Toby and Taylor... Our buddy Taylor Young and Taylor Young Band 
opened for sticks yeah. at Levitt Pavilion in Arlington. Mm -hmm. And so you guys had to miss the wedding. And I think Taylor wanted to stay and see sticks, so he didn't even come to the wedding. I don't no, even know it, if he was invited. No, it wasn't. No, they were definitely both invited. Okay. Um, they couldn't leave because they had to, Taylor had to go to the merch booth and sign shirts and talk to people and do the thing for yeah, glad hand the whole for an hour after he yeah. would have not he wouldn't have made it till midnight there's no way i played through my stuff in the car and was we played from 7 30 to 8 30 i think chunked my stuff in the car right from the st i mean just because they let you park there on that side thing and there's what about five thousand people at Levitt? Yeah, Levitt. If you've not been there, it's it's near uh, UTA, University of Texas Arlington. It's near downtown Arlington. It's a nice, uh, beautiful outdoor amphitheater type place. It's one of the best. Yeah. And so it was chunk the stuff in the car, say hi to them, uh, you know, hug a few people, and was out. Drove. It was exactly 59 minutes from Levitt Pavilion to Melissa, Texas, if anybody wants to ever make that trip. <laughs> so I knew this, and I don't know why, um, but I knew that there was going to be a Bucky's at some point on the way, and it was the f last exit before the exit to the wedding. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was a Bucky's. Yes. And so I was like, there it is. There she is. And so, boom, went into the bathroom at Bucky's, brushed my teeth. I don't know why. Got out to the parking lot, changed clothes, got back in the car while you guys are texting me. Get out to the wedding and you guys leave. Y'all left me. I know. You totally left me after texting me, hey, where are you? And I was like, I'm right here. And then, boom, still left. Yeah, you were like, I'm 10 minutes out. And then we left 10 minutes later. <laughs> Un we probably passed each other on the dirt road. We, we, yeah, we were wondering if we were going to see you and flash our lights at you, and we never did. Yeah, so I think, I think my wife took the blame. I think, she, I think she, she fell on the sword in front of you and took me and Craig off the hook because it was, I mean, we were all ready to go. Because it was like uh, we had gotten there at like six and it was almost 11 by this point, right? What time did you get there? I got there at um, right before 10. Okay, so I guess it was it was like 10 o'clock. So we'd been out there for like four hours and my allergies were going insane. Because you don't like hay bales. Yeah, because the, the decor was hay bales. Mm -hmm. You're not really a farmer. I'm not a country boy. And so my allergies were starting to go crazy. And my wife, because they because they said that it was kind of a dress casual event, come as you are. They didn't want people like having to wear suits or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so my wife decides that she wants to wear a uh, a romper that's ba that's shorts, like it comes mid thigh. Right? So she doesn't... She didn't... She did not look at the weather channel? Well, we looked at the weather, but because the 
invitation said it's at so-and-so house, she thought it was going to be inside. No, no. And we were, she wanted it outside because of COVID stuff the right. whole time. And we were basically in Nebraska. Yes. I'm just telling you the way my wife's brain operates, that she thought that we are going to be inside and that I want to be styling in my romper. And then when the temperature drops to like 58 and every leg hair is standing up on end and she's shivering and I'm having to give her my coat. She doesn't have leg hair. Well, you know, like she has like the, the goosebumps, mm -hmm. like every follicle is raised on her legs and uh, I give her my jacket. And so now I'm cold and allergied up and miserable. So you were jacket on? I, I, I was jacket off. Oh, okay. At the wedding. At the wedding part. And so, and, and of course, Craig, because he rode with us, was just an innocent bystander in all this. But two things. One... <laughs> One, we knew we knew that there were going to be people there that you could hang with if we left. That we weren't going to be totally leaving you high and dry. And two, through experience, T, I'll be there in 10 minutes, could mean I'll be there in an hour. So we were like, should we wait and like at least have a drink with T and tell him, hey, we're dying here, we need to get home, or should we just head out now because he's probably going to be like in another 45 minutes. And it, so that's, it that's what matter. we did. That's it doesn't what we matter. We, we, um, we all hung out the next day all day long, but it's fun for me to complain about it. Yeah, now and you have something to hold over that's me. That's even worth the battle because I didn't come to see you guys. I came to see Heather. That's right. And that's why I was there. Um, and we still had fun. And, uh, but boy, that was a very stressful, but was I, a I, long trip, but I want to, I want to circle back. Yes. Okay. I want to, I want to circle back to the TYB show and the, the whole sticks thing. Okay. So, uh, they sell tickets for these, even though it's a big outdoor thing and it's kind of like anyone can kind of walk up. They do have, they do sell tickets. They do have like a fence set up, right? For, most of the time it's a free show, Uh huh. but this concert was one of the reasons why they can always, they, the city of Arlington can keep providing free shows. So this was like a donation thing to the whole Levitt thing. Right. And donating to plenty of other stuff too. But this was, they have a couple of these a year that it's basically, this is when everybody can spend a lot more than you normally would for a seat uh, to give back to the thing so you can have free concerts all, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a community outreach deal. Yeah, so it's, this it's a, one... supporting the arts in the community. Yeah, this one was the raise the money one. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, their stick setup was was wild. Absolutely wild. 
pyrotechnics? Just did they have Mr. Roboto trailers and that was the encore song for sure. Uh, Taylor took a picture of the set list. It was funny. Um, they, I mean, boy, they stacked the hits at the end. Did they? It's great. But um, did you see Dennis DeYoung? One of the main stipulations is do not mention Dynasty. Dynasty Young is oh, not. Oh, he's not Dynasty. in it anymore? No, 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 no. Uh, I think it's just Tommy Shaw and the other guy are the only main ones in this. Okay. Um, but Tommy Shaw is the thing. He he owns the rights to the name and all of the hits and everything. I'm guessing he started it and the whole thing is him and he wrote most of the stuff at the beginning and, you know. And he's super guitar player guy. And right. Um, but it was really funny, Taylor, like right when we rolled up, because the tour manager knows Taylor through uh, a bunch of other people or something. And Taylor was just like, so did they already check or like whatever? And the guy looks at Taylor and goes, sticks doesn't sound check. <laughs> like, have you lost your mind? <laughs> like, he's like, they have, they will not see this place until, you know. <laughs> they will roll up, walk out, play, and then get right back and in the will, bus. And and someone will say, where where are we? And that was it. Yeah. It was really funny. But their whole set, stage setup is wild. Yeah. So Taylor said that uh, everyone got there early. So you guys, had, unlike the state fair, where you played to no one except for your friends and your child. Yeah, no one ever plays to anybody there. It's um, insane. It's that, like, it's just, the state fair is to play on the big stage and you're just playing to people walking by. Right. That's what it, because people don't go to the state fair for a concert. They go to the fair for the stuff. For the corn dog. There's not bands. You don't want to see bands. You want to do things and do stuff. But there was a, there was a, uh, a full throng of people for the Taylor Young Band set. And uh, he said he claims that it's the best show you guys have ever played. It is, and you know how I hate everything. Yes, it was. I felt so good for him. Like during the last song, I was like, absolutely. He had he had him. Everybody, for, for every, an, everybody was eating out of the palm yeah, of Taylor's and, hand. And for an opening band, it's tough to do because they're not there to see you, and they don't know one of his songs. You know what I mean? Right. And he had them. It was good. Like nice. They were, they were freaking out on him really and, bad. And, and he said so. The two things that he said that were that I I thought were totally out of character, but I was very pleased to hear. Mm-hmm. One, he said that he was running around the stage and really engaging with the crowd because usually he just stands right behind his mic. Yeah, he was doing the thing. And so, yeah, he was doing the front man thing. So that that made me happy to hear. And then the other thing that made me happy to hear is he said that his banter was at a bare minimum. That his all his jokes landed, but that all of the changes were pretty tight. Because that is always the thing when you see TYB, if you've ever seen Taylor Young Band or if you go to see them, just know that Taylor, he'll talk a little bit. He he will channel his old band, the O's, <laughs> and go into a vaudeville routine in between songs, and it's not always necessary. But he said that he kept it tight. Do you agree with that? He it was they loved it. It was like he just would say a few things, and it would be just stuff like, 
uh, this next one's a love song. I like love songs. And then some girl would scream, I love love songs. And he's like, me too. Everyone should love love. And then people would go, I love love. And he's like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so people were yeah. just ready to party. <laughs> they were into I it. Mean, they were when like, you everything have... he was saying, like, he would be just like, you give good stuff out there, you get good stuff back. And people are like, yeah. Yeah, when you have when you have a willing and accepting audience, that's got to be the dream, right? Man, they just loved it. It was crazy. It was absolutely because you know, opening band, Sticks didn't know us. We didn't know any of these people in there. Well, and, that and, could it and could always go wrong. Stylistically, we ta- have Taylor no Young business. is Taylor Young band is is country twinged power pop, and then you have Sticks, which is album oriented prog rock yeah. from the 70s and 80s. Yeah, and there were a bunch of long-haired dudes in front of the stage that were like, yes! <laughs> and I was just like, okay. Because when they walked up, I was like, mm, they're not going to like <laughs> They're not going to like this. Um, But they sure did. They certainly did. That's great. So I, good for him. I am so happy to hear that. I'm sorry that I missed it, but uh, Heather and Doug were more important to me than you and Sticks. No doubt about it. And I made both, so whatever. Sorry I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good day the next day, though. Cowboy game. That's right. Cowboy. All right, All right let's get to the other jams. Yeah, so uh, my next jam, what do you know? It's another duo of English girls barely out of their teens. <laughs> it's all right. I'm saving us at the end. There's going to be some <laughs> testosterone at the end. We got it. So uh, the band is a band that I've never heard of that has a terrible name. The name is called Let's Eat Grandma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you get the reference? No, I do not. Okay, so I'm a copywriter by trade. Um, That's the weirdest brag I've ever heard. <laughs> DaveLaneCreative.com <laughs> You're going to hire me to write your website. Obituary. Yeah, if you want me to write your obituary <laughs> or your menu uh, or, or or your band bio, mm. TYB. Boy, they love it in Europe, don't they? I know, right? They're using every quote you did. I know. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so uh, at my old desk job, I remember that uh, there was another writer who had a, a office right across from me, and he had a poster on his wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a uh, poster about the importance of punctuation. And so <laughs> one sentence said, let's eat grandma. And then the next sentence said, let's eat, comma, grandma. <laughs> so, you know, you're that's, either that's what this you're is. either you're either telling grandma, let's eat or you're eating grandma. So it's a, well, which one are they saying? They they are without the comma, so they're eating grandma. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's two girls from London, and they met in uh, like primary school. They met when they were like in fourth grade. They started making music when uh, they were like twelve. Now I believe they are nineteen, twenty, whatever. So what we're finding out is if your kid isn't writing hits by the age of 12 you've failed as a parent yes if if they are not 
the master of an instrument and writing original material by the time they're 12. And has learned all recording software. Right. If they're, if they're not playing at the Staples Center with the Foo Fighters by the time they're 11, then you've done a bad job as a parent. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Uh, yeah, so Let's Eat Grandma. So they have two albums uh, to their credit, and I'm not familiar with either of them. I've listened to snippets, and the what I have heard from the previous uh, albums is very precocious. They, they lean into like their English accents, and it's almost kind of like more talky than singy. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. However... They just came out with a brand new single, and I assume this is uh, from a forthcoming third album, uh, but it is much more melodic, much more synth-heavy. It's a gorgeous arrangement. I'm, as, uh, you know, as an, a musician and engineer, uh, just sit back and listen to all the stuff that's going on in this song. This is called Let's Eat Grandma, Hall of Mirrors on HTWOW. But I thought of you And I 
feel about that so uh, who is you said it was just two yeah man that who is because you know there's always the singer one and then the one that's behind all the there's a lot going on with the yeah music. that's what i'm saying it's uh it's it, i mean i would love to see all of the tracks that they're dealing with there that's a lot yeah i wonder if that's self-mixed like if they did I don't know. Like, that's a lot of stuff. So they are on uh, Transgressive, which is uh, a London label. And it's uh, Rosa Walton and Jenny Hollingworth. Okay. And so they they met uh, when, as I said, when they were, uh, well, I said when they were in fourth grade. When they met when they were four. Um, and they started making music when they were 13. Um and their first record came out in 2016. Second record came out in 2018. And that actually won Album of the Year at the Q Awards. Wow. I've never heard of them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're from Norwich. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to watch the uh, the video later. It, lo- it seems like they're both... Uh, even though they're 
just friends and they're not related, it seems like they're both gingers. Yeah. They both have uh, long, flowing red hair. Yeah, they look a little alike. But uh, yeah, I think they are, again, another pick to click. <laughs> uh, just uh, amazing, phenomenal talents from a, a very young age that are ready to uh, take over the world. And we broke it right here on HD Web. It's good a because... A couple of old white guys. Yeah, it's good because... It seems like we're all on the right. We're all exactly the same uh, on the takeover the world thing. Mm -hmm. Like we're on the same course. Yes. Like so. uh, when they when they take over the world, they will look favorably upon us as our female rock star overlords because mm -hmm. we supported them on their way up. Right, and we'll already be there at the top of the world and be like, we're exhausted. Right, we're, yeah, we have the number this. one podcast music commentary. We've only been on top of the world for two days, and it is far too much. Yeah, we're going to pass the mantle to you, Let's Eat Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. Mm. What do you think a chili made of grandma would taste like? Um, you know, that really depends on the grandma. A little gamey? <laughs> depends on grandma. I mean... Yeah. That's my uh, awkward transition to chili bowel talk. Okay. Say grandma's from Sicily. Right. Yeah, she's very well marbled. Better. Like a veal. Better tasting grandma. Yeah. Um, so we mentioned Manny earlier in the pod because... Toby and our friend Craig are going to go visit uh, Manny's folks in Florida, and you're going to dine on delicious homemade Indian food. That is right. Manny's mom is magnificent cook, makes the best samosas in the world. Samosa. Um, and so, and if you do want to go back and uh, listen, so... Our friend Manny uh, died almost a year ago. Mm -hmm. Non-COVID related, but very sudden illness uh, took us all by surprise and was a devastating time. And so we ended up memorializing Manny almost a year ago. It was episode 41 of the pod. The November 2020 episode was a tribute to Manny. We played all of his favorite bands. And so next month in November, as we're approaching the uh, year of his uh, passing, that we decided that we were going to celebrate his life with one of his favorite things in the world, something that he had a, a great hand in inventing, and that is chili bowel. <laughs> now... We've talked about this on the program before, but if you are unfamiliar, we used to, we had Super Bowl, and we also had a chili cook-off that was connected to it. So all of our friends would get together for the Super Bowl, but before we would watch the Super Bowl, we would play a fat, a, <laughs> excuse me, a flag football game. Good grief. 
bastard breakfast. <laughs> so you bastard breakfast. Um, so we would play a flag football game. Uh-huh. And then we would all cook chili. And then we would watch the Super Bowl. And we would eat the chili. And we would crown a chili champion. Mm-hmm. And so it was a jam-packed day. Too much for one day. And so eventually we splintered the uh, chili cook-off away from Super Bowl. And it was called Super Bowl because our bowels were mm -hmm. in distress after running around and then eating a bunch of chili. Super Bowl got pretty big. Super Bowl did we get... We almost had sponsors at one Yeah, Super Bowl did get pretty big. Um, but then we splintered off Chili Bowl and that became its own thing along with Pizza Off and many other things that have been stolen uh, by Dude Perfect. Uh -huh. Murder Off. Yeah, all the offs. And so we are going to have a Chili Bowl next month, uh, beginning of November for a Cowboy game. And uh, we will report back in the November pod as to who were the uh, the top finishers at Chili Bowl. But it was always Manny's favorite thing because Manny, he took this maybe more seriously than anything in his life. Oh, it Would was Would you agree big. with that? This he this was circled on the calendar. If he ever had a calendar, which he did not. Right. Uh, it would have been circled with like little the little stars all around it, glitter. Right. This yeah. is the day. He would uh This is Christmas Day. He he would get the dried chilies and reconstitute them and uh, uh and then blend them and create a chili paste. And he would sweat fresh chilies, and uh, he he had a. It, it was an amazing recipe that. Was it ever any good? He did win a couple times. Okay. He did okay. win a couple times. Sometimes I think what what ultimately torpedoed him in the in the years that he did not win is that he made it too spicy, where half the people that were trying to judge the chilies couldn't even choke it down couldn't it was, take it yeah, yeah it was just like too flaming hot and it would just immediately cause cascades of sweat down their forehead yes but i'm very excited i've not have you made a chili since the last chili bow i've never made a chili at a chili bow you've never entered chili bow are you going to enter this year should i you should i've never done it in manny's honor Manny would be very disappointed am, if he didn't. I am more of a judge. Uh-huh. And don't like to do stuff. It is a lot of work for you. But I will. I have made chili for fam. For fam? Uh, and it's good. It's just... It's not competition chili? Oh, it's it's easily good competition chili. It's just more of a laziness thing. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I want to go off brand. But still, things are different. Maybe I do need to make one this year. Uh-huh. So there is that. Yeah, there's always the debate. And this is um, pulling back the curtain to uh, kind of the, the table talk amongst the 
serious Chili Bell <laughs> competitors. Okay. Which I honestly am not one. I think the best I've ever come in is like fourth. Right. Like Dale's in there. Yeah, Dale and Craig are always in the mix. And then there's usually a wild card in there. And Manny was always at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sometimes we will have like maybe six or seven entries. I think the most we ever had was like 13. Robin always makes one. Yeah, well, Robin usually makes a real chili and then a veggie chili that is I know. that I, she knows is going to come in last. I think I picked that one first one year. Just to be a... a jerk and to sabotage everything no it's she's she's an actual chef it and it's good it was delicious i don't believe you i'm just saying uh so my my issue is so that here's the debate mm-hmm. because we do this on a sunday we we do it during a cowboy game the question is when do you start the chili like, if the chili is going to be consumed for judging at, say, 3 o'clock on a Sunday, when do you start the chili? When do you? Well, that's the thing. So, I've gone back and forth. Sometimes I have gotten everything prepped, and then I put it in the crock pot Sunday morning and get it up to temperature by the time... It's time for judging. Okay. With middling success. I think everyone who is a serious contender agrees that you need to make it the night before, then refrigerate it overnight, and then heat it back up on the Sunday. That it's always better the second day. That the the flavors have a chance to really meld and combine. And that when you do the the slow reheat, mm-hmm. that that is the key. Well, I will say this. Craig is already at an advantage, and that's not fair. Because? He's on home turf. Well, it's going to All- be at my house this time. Oh, that's right. This will be the, the year, year of Dave. It's the year of Demar. It's the year of Demar. It's the year of Dave. Yes. Okay, that's different. That's different. I I, I probably need to try and work in a trial run before okay. the okay. actual event. Okay. You know what else people always mess up? Is they try to get too fancy with it. Uh-huh. Because they'll be like, oh, I've made a bison chili or mm-hmm. something ridiculous like that. And you're like, don't, don't, don't do that. Just make a chili. So we've had... In the past, we've had two two of the most controversial entries ever. Do you remember? Well, I remember one because of... Well, I remember two. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so one was the aforementioned Taylor Young, who used to manage the All Good Cafe in Deep Ellum, mm-hmm. and he entered into Chili Bowl... All good chili, claiming it was his own. Mm-hmm. But then later saying it was a joke on purpose. Yeah. But that that did not sit well. It did not. It, it did not sit well that he gamed the entire system by entering restaurant chili That's professional from chili. his restaurant. That's a ringer. You can't do that. Yeah. That is that's not allowed. 
Yeah, it is not allowed. The other one was slightly funny. So the other instance of cheating in Chili Bell. Which we, you were going to, if you were going to say of the two, the one that's probably most forgivable is this one, right? Because this one was definitely a joke. I don't know if it was a joke. I think it was more out of ignorance. I think that... Go ahead. Go ahead with what you were saying. Well, no. I think you're remembering a different thing than I'm about to talk about. So, oh, okay. I think you're remembering when our friend Shannon entered Wendy's Chili. Yeah, that's what I thought you were about to say. No. But the best thing was for... For all of us, it was good that that one got last place. Yeah, Wendy's Chili came in last place. And then when she was like, I'm not embarrassed. And everyone was like, no, you shouldn't be. And she was like, I got it from Wendy's and poured it into a... Yeah, she (laughs) she got like 20 cups of Wendy's Chili off the dollar menu and then poured them all into Mm -hmm. a crock pot. And yes, we at least all beat Wendy's Chili. Yeah, which was great. Because if that one would have won, now that's different. Then we are all crazy. No, uh, what I was referencing was uh, a friend of ours from North Texas days, Corey. Last minute says, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna enter a chili," and he brings a chili that ends up, I believe, getting third place. Uh huh. And then all those ballots got thrown out when he revealed that all he did was get some like chili mix like maybe like a wick fowler's kit or something he he got a off the shelf chili mix and then got a bunch of dickie's brisket and chopped it up and poured it in a mm. pot <laughs> yeah yeah you can't do that and i i but like i said i think that was out of ignorance that he thought that would be okay yeah he just did that he was just like i don't have time to make a chili so i'll just do this because he still made it well he didn't make anything he just combined uh, i mean i guess that's what chili is combining things combining the thing and going off a recipe that's what everyone else did too yeah but yeah we uh boy manny was furious that day (laughs) he he banished Corey after that Get shit, kid. <laughs> Are you gonna come down? <laughs> All right, so we will report back on the results of Chili Bell in the November pod. Thank mm. you for humoring us. Yes. It is time for Toby's last jam, and he is promised some testosterone in this particular jam. There is going to be. This this one is a guy. Solo. Guys still make music. That, that is true. I mean, was he was he born male or does he just identify as male? I don't I don't know. Because it okay. really could go either way. We accept him no matter what. Mm-hmm. What, um, what is this individual's name? Have you ever heard of anyone from LA called Marinelli? No. Well, there's a couple of reasons why I'm playing this instead of some other things I'm playing in the after dark that are going to be spectacular. Uh huh. But I wanted is, to play is this. Is he the, guy. Uh, the offspring of former Cowboys defensive coordinator Rod Marinelli? No. And he's not 
I don't think he's related to Anthony Marinelli. Don't know who that is. Keyboard player, right? He used to play with like, played on like Thriller and. That's too much. Everybody of a, knows that. Too Everyone much knows. Deep, that's too Anthony. much of a deep cut for me. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember Quincy Jones's favorite <laughs> session keyboard player. That's him. That's Anthony Miller. <laughs> Isn't that him? I don't know. Oh. Um, he could be related to him. They live in the same town. It might be his son, but was the drummer for Billie Eilish. Okay. And produces a lot of stuff and does a lot of things. He's like a producer, songwriter. Now he went solo. His name is Marinelli. But he also he has a bit of humor in his stuff. Um, but it's it's pretty good stuff. But I'm I'm picking it because you need to hear it because some of the things on his list are getting tons of hits. But this song is called Halloween. It's bringing it all back! So I thought that I should play this song called Halloween. Is even it though spooky? It's not spooky. And I think he only says Halloween maybe once. It's not really about Halloween. But um, the title is Halloween, and I thought that's good enough. That's perfect as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but I think you'll like it. And the, and the dude's totally weird. He's an absolute weirdo. So we'll play some other stuff later as well. Um, but I think that he's got a little buzz behind him right now. Well, he's if if he's been involved with Billie Eilish and uh, her her dumb brother, whatever his name is, and if he's bold enough, right when she's about to Fer- be the Fergus, biggest, what's his name? Uh, Phineas. Phineas. Phineas, really? Yeah, that's Billie Eilish's brother. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and right at the height of Billie Eilish, she goes, you know what? I'm gonna go solo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> jump off this ship and go solo. <laughs> go solo. Well, good luck, Marinelli. So that's that's worth it, right? Yeah. Let's see what he's got. Here he is, Marinelli, and I hope I'm saying it right. I don't know. Um, well, it, I don't know. I think you pronounced Halloween correctly. Ha- Halloween. Hall- Halloween. Ha- ha- Halloween. Halloween. All Hallows Eve. What do you say? Halloween. Yeah, we say it the same. How else would you say it? Uh, I think Craig uh, from in the mornings in the musers says it different. No, or is it? No, it's Gordon says it wrong. Halloween. No, he like goes. He, puts- uh, he cuts the ween off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. He's from Mississippi. You get it. Halloween by Marinelli. So sorry about your Halloween And your Valentine's Day You were in Tennessee Saying how our lives changed And asking why don't
caught me off guard. <laughs> what do you think? I like it. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily am a convert, a new fan of Marinelli. I think you need to. I need, uh, I need to hear more. I think you need to hear some other tunes. But um, I, I have, I have two observations okay. coming coming out of that. One, uh, I can't believe that no one before Marinelli has had the lyric. I forgot to charge my phone. Yeah, remember the time. Charge my phone. <laughs> I mean, it's a great lyric. So that's kind of his deal in all of his other songs. Is he kind of has little funny lines like that? Right. That it's like, uh, you know. But like when we were having Margs the other day, and we were listening to Bro Country on the the uh, uh-huh. the bar playlist, and. Everything in the bro country is uh, a, a, about nostalgia. It's it's about things that you remember from when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So he's turning that on its head, and he's just making it about everything that we remember from right now. Yeah, I think because doesn't he say it's like I'm making friends out of lovers yeah. in a strange place out of my home. <laughs> Yeah, I I, awesome. I love I love his turns of phrase. Yeah. I love uh, I love his his view on life. <laughs> um, so you just need to get into it a little bit more. Just get it. I gotta but, tell you, third listen right then, I like it more. Okay, I like but, it but more. here's here's the other observation is I've noticed of the recent T selections. <laughs> Both on the regular pod and the after dark, uh-huh. that you really like stuff that is purposefully out of tune or sounds like someone is dragging their finger on the edge of the record. It really does sound like him and Goth Babe smoke the same weed. Yeah, like they they're in the same uh, Volkswagen van. <laughs> There is no doubt about it. Those yeah. dudes. They, they both crushed some waves, and yeah. now they are smoking some kush in the back of the VW van. Yeah, for sure. it's, uh, yeah the beat healed. And he's a drummer, obviously a very good one. So I think it's on purpose, but it will go. Dum, 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 you know, it'll, and you're like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> like, that's obviously not a drum machine because he slowed down just a little bit. Um, But I like it. And. But the vocal style is kind of the same as that goth baby. Yeah. 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 Like well, they should tour together. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that is the, the common thread, even though he has a ween, the common thread of all the stuff that we've played today is that it is very precocious and very DIY. Yeah. That everybody uh, is in an equal playing field. And that if you, uh, if you have a voice... And you have some talent, and you can afford a laptop, then you can put stuff out there, and it's pretty kick-ass. You're good to go. Whereas the very first thing we played was probably in a studio that was about six grand a day. You think Wet Leg was a six six grand a day studio? No, I think Echo and the oh Echo oh Echo and the Bunnymen. Yes, because when that kicks off, it's like holy cow! Yeah, sounds like a movie. 
Well, they it's didn't crazy. they have uh, like the London Philharmonic or something? Yeah, whatever it is. Did they do that at Abbey Road? Did they do that? I don't know hold where on, they. On, it probably on. doesn't matter. But still, they've paid a lot of money for that record. They paid more for the first twenty seconds of <laughs> Killing Moon for than all of the other songs we've played combined. You're probably right. Well, it says that the, they self-produced the Killing Moon at Crescent Studio in Bath. Yeah, then yes, it's extremely expensive. Crescent Studio in Bath is very expensive. Everything in Bath is very, very expensive because it's the it's one of the best places in the world. <laughs> okay, listen to this. It's where all the Tears for Fear guys okay, are okay, from, and okay, Peter Gabriel on. and everything. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's just let's just dive into this. Oh my god. I know, right? All right, hold on. All right. The best times of their lives. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this from the wiki. Okay. And just you you start tallying up the bill in your <laughs> mind. The band recorded and self-produced The Killing Moon at Crescent Studio in Bath, Somerset. Mm-hmm. After catching a cold. Ian McCullough completed the recording of the vocals for the song at Amazon Studio in Liverpool, where uh, they also completed the drum tracks. The band then went to Paris, where they were booked into Les Studios des Dames and Studio Davout. Uh And uh, Henry Lastou, the engineer at Des Dames, assisted... uh, Sorry, Henri Lastou assisted in the string passages, and Adam Peters provided the string arrangements and played cello and piano. Good God. McKella, not happy with the lead vocals he had recorded in Paris, re-recorded most of the vocals at Amazon Studio in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's before the mix. Like that, That's before they mixed it. Uh-huh. That's one song. Yeah, yeah. So that one song... Almost certainly cost more than all of the other songs that we played combined. No doubt about it. That 12-year-old girl in Houston, that song cost her $15. Yeah, she may have spent $5 on a (laughs) plug-in. And it sounds awesome. But does it... Which is better, though? Don't you love that story, though, about that? Like, does it make it better? I think it does. Well, I mean, it shouldn't, but I love that it, that it's all record company money, and it wasn't ever Echo and the Bunny. Well, it, oh, all, it is, always is their money. It is the romance of old school record making. Fly to Paris to record the strings. Yeah, I mean, it's just genius. And the record company hears that, like, you, they pick up the phone. They're like, they want to do what? Fly to, oh, okay, sure. Like, do they all have to go? They all have to go. Yeah, the, the drummer yeah, the, has to go yeah, the, for the, the whole stream. band, and, and they all need sure, hotel rooms. Sure. And they need an expense account. How long is it going to take? Four weeks for strings. It's going to take four weeks. Cool, cool. Mm, yeah. Okay, well, I'll fly down there and meet him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess somebody has to watch these sessions. Because that's what they did. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and they all used to party a lot. That's the good old days. Mm hmm.
when people bought records. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to uh, read a couple of reviews that were kindly left on uh, Apple Podcasts by our dear readers. Uh, we put out the call last month for reviews because it's been a while since we asked, uh, and it always helps us uh, in the chart positioning and uh, in the algorithm uh, to help more people find us, the more uh, five-star reviews that we get. And it also helps if you write some words. So we are up to uh, 102 five-star ratings. Actually, I think there's one four-star um, that, that is uh, junking up our ratings. Uh, but there are four new ones with words. I just want to uh, just give them a shout-out. Uh, Stunkbait3 writes, Stoma Man approves... Heard it directly from the tube. I guess through the stoma tube. Oh. Uh, Arzem writes, Great listen, Davey is my leader. Well, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, TBWII writes, This is amazing. What a great podcast, Dennis DeYoung. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then uh, this one is uh, from DeLife. Enjoy laughs and tunes. Excellent curated tunes and conversation with a longtime voice in Dallas-Fort Worth, host Davey Lane. We'll transport you back to the 80s prom with special episodes, guests like The Devil's Own Gordon Keith kick it up to another level. I'm sorry he didn't mention you, Toby. It's okay. Uh, but I would encourage you, uh, dear listener, if you've not already given us a review on Apple Podcasts, uh, please do. And if you write a... Uh, really awesome review and then you send it to me uh htwowpod at gmail.com uh then maybe i'll i don't know maybe i'll send you a scarf maybe i'll send you an htwow pint glass mm -hmm. I'll, I'll make it worth your while but you gotta you gotta put forth the effort and then you gotta reach out to me and prove that you did it can i can i say one other thing sure um one of the cool things about when we do the pod and getting messages and just stuff in general uh -huh. is that we, and you mentioned this before, that uh, bands will get in touch and say like super cool things. We need to send a shout out to Allison Wright. We didn't get to see her from Causeway. Oh yeah, she 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 wanted to, she she had a layover in uh, at DFW Airport and she uh, loved us and the pod so much that she wanted to spend her layover with us and we couldn't yeah, work it just out. just a couple of hours to have a beer and how cool would that have been? It would have been great. That would have, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, we'll make it happen again soon, Yeah, Allison. we need to. But um, I thought that was so cool that she took this time to yeah, <laughs> send us a message. She was fired up to, about it. I know, that would have been so awesome. I was so bummed. Yeah, uh, and, uh, Not so much the 14-year-old from Houston, but any of the yeah. other artists on the pod this month, if you want to hang out, uh, anytime you're in College Station or in Dallas, Fort Worth, mm -hmm. hit oh, us or up. Or if 14-year-old, if her parents are involved and they want to go have lunch somewhere, if you, you know, we can go to IHOP. We'll go to CC's. Yeah, we can do whatever they want to do. We'll go to Chuck E. Cheese. We're close. I I'm, will, I'm uh, close to Houston. I will spring for uh, unlimited gaming. We can go to an Astros e. game. We'll do whatever you want to do. Uh, but uh, I, I think that's a cool thing when they actually 
text back and tag us in yeah. posts and stuff. Every once, so, every once in a while, we do get a response from the bands that are featured, and it always gives us a charge because it, uh, you know, we we are putting their music out there because we are fans of what they're doing and we want more people to hear what they're doing. And so when they reciprocate and give us a little hat tip and a thank you, it makes us feel good. It does feel good. It feels good. We send us each other texts with circle like, look here. Right. They actually know we exist. It's nice. It's not quite like uh, the uh, noisy pod guys doing their pod from Johnny Marr's tour bus. Yeah, that's not the same. But Johnny Marr has not reached out, and that's fine. One day. One day. You want to play us out here? Yeah, should we play this song that costs a lot more than all the other songs? <laughs> yeah, let's play the, the, the spooky Donnie Darko Halloween tune that cost a million dollars. You want to know whose favorite band, uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, who they love the most? Who? The Doors. Can you believe that? Oh, I know, yeah. They love the Doors. I, it, it, it is weird. It's totally weird. You know, uh, I saw... I never saw Echo and the Bunnymen back in the day, mm-hmm. but I did see them. I mean, I've seen them several times in recent years, uh, in the last twenty years or so. They did a a, a spin through South by Southwest one time. Mm-hmm. I got to see them um, down in Austin in the early aughts or whatever. Uh, but then I also saw them uh, at the Bowery Ballroom in uh, New York, mm-hmm. and it was a, a fantastic show. And watching that show and watching Ian McCullough in his trench coat and his posture at the microphone and his chain-smoking cigarettes, I was like, that is where Liam Gallagher gets all of his shtick. Oh, he got it from a couple of them. Him, uh, Ian Brown, uh, there's a couple of those dudes. I mean, right. the Stone Roses guy, that the walk-up-to-the-mic thing, Yeah, Liam totally took that. Yeah, but I, I charlatans, think, yeah. charlatans guy. Sure, but yeah. I, I, I think the his stage presence. You wouldn't necessarily think it, but I think he stole the most from Ian McCullough. I could see that. I could see, let's let's hear what they not necessarily sound like. singing style, but singing look, but but look and posture and presence, hip thrust, <laughs> hip thrust. Will Sargent has a little, I mean, it's a little spooky. It is it? spooky. It's, it's a little spooky. The piano. It's a little spooky. It's all spooky. Under blue moon, I saw you. <laughs> Vocal so I'm glad he re-recorded them in Liverpool. He did a good job. <laughs> he did a good job in Liverpool. That sounds fantastic. Or cancel it though I Done an echo in the bunny man. Through the so. thick and thin. Have we never done that? No. He will wait until you give yourself to him. He'll come back through eventually. We'll do a show. Yeah. There's just too much music out there for us to bring to you. 
We don't have enough time. We need to have him on the pod just so I can ask him how he gets his hair so high. Like, he's got high Will come too soon. Fate's up against your will. Through the thick and thin, he will wait until you give yourself to him. Thank you so much for listening to HTL. High Tea with Old Labor, episode 51, October 2021. If you've made it all the way to the end, you are an extra special friend. Please uh, spread the gospel of H2L to your music and beer loving friends. Make sure you tune in next month. Make sure you uh, punch the subscribe button on your platform of choice, whether it's Apple or Spotify or whatever. So you make sure that you don't miss it the moment it comes out and subscribe to uh, the After Dark more of this and it's more drunk up in your arms too late to beg you or cancel it though I know it must be the killing time unwillingly mine fate up against your way to Marinelli, through the thick Let's Eat Grandma, Pilar Victoria, and Wet Leg you give yourself to joining us on this Echo of the Bunny Men podcast. Fate you want to know what uh, Pilar Victoria's record is called? I think it's called Kaya. Through the thick and thin. It's nice, right? It's like a, she just turned in a, a, a project for social studies. Yeah, that's real. She's also a, a very, very good volleyball player for uh, Arkansas. His name is Pilar Victoria. Not the same girl. Do I need to follow her on Instagram? Sure. No, you why, why are you Why are you sneering? I had an allergy thing, and then now I'm back. The Melissa Hay Bales. Huh? That's, a, that's another good band name for Melissa Hay Bales. Uh, it's a big ending. It's big. I mean, listen to those Tiffany drums. Those are at least 20 grand right there. Orchestra or symphony recording this at some place and you're just going, what the, what are we doing? So the lyrics are just la 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 la, la, and, we're, la, la. and we're playing along with that? Yeah, and somebody's killing somebody? Does it sound like somebody? It's amazing, I love it. It's so good. I 
uh, everybody, good luck in your human sacrifices. And we will see you next month on a very special Thanksgiving episode of H2L. God bless. God bless. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.